Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. whole bunch of people sent me this story because it involves a very large verdict and an automobile company. So, of course, it's something I got to talk about. Ford to appeal $1.7 billion verdict in Georgia truck crash case. $1.7 billion. Uh, this was widely reported. I've got a version of the story here from Bloomberg, another one from the Associated Press. I'll get facts from both stories. Ford Motor Company was told by a jury to pay more than $1.7 billion over an accident that took place in 2014 when a truck rolled over and killed a Georgia couple. That was a lawyer for the family describing the case. Now, jurors delivered their verdict on punitive damages Friday following a 14-day trial in state court in Lawrenceville, Georgia, according to their attorney. There were two portions of the jury verdict, one of actual damages, one of punitive damages. A day earlier, the jury had awarded the family $24 million in compensatory damages and allocated 70% of the blame to Ford. Now, it does not say in either story who got the other 30%, but I suspect, I suspect it was the driver of the vehicle. I could be wrong on that, but 70% of the blame is Ford's. And so some states ask the parties to, you know, the jurors to do that, to uh, allocate the damages amongst the parties and so on. The verdict is among the largest in the U.S. this year. Uh, It could not immediately be verified through court records. And that makes sense because when a jury comes back, they read into the record what their verdict is, or sometimes the court reporter reads it in. And it is not part of the court record, but it's usually finalized in the form of a written judgment, piece of paper that says judgment on it with the court caption and a judge signs it. And quite often after a trial is over and the jury's rendered their verdict, one of the parties has got to actually draft the judgment and then submit it to the other side for approval and they submit it to the court for entry. So that can sometimes take a little bit of time. Uh, meanwhile, uh, one of the attorneys did verify the details of the case which had been reported earlier by Courtroom View Network. The Hills, that is the um, uh, people who owned the vehicle, were driving from their farm in Reynolds, Georgia, in a 2002 Ford F-250 pickup when a tire blew out and the truck rolled over and it crushed them. Now, it's a 2002 Ford F-250, and the accident was in 2014. So here we are in 2022 with a trial happening uh, over an accident that happened eight years ago. And at the time of the accident, the car was 12 years old. The truck was. The uh, family claimed that Ford knew that the roof of the F-250 pickup was too flimsy to protect riders in the event of a rollover, but failed to warn consumers and stuck to the defective roof design until 2016. The attorney says, we are very, very happy for the Hill family and very happy for the advancement of automobile safety. Now, interestingly enough, in Georgia, the punitive damages do not all go to the victims. In fact, 75% of the proceeds from punitive damages go to the state. So the state of Georgia, if this gets paid, is going to get a huge windfall out of it. The rest, that is the last 25%, would be split between the plaintiffs and the lawyers Uh, Large punitive damage awards are often scaled back by judges or appeals courts when they're found to be disproportionate to the compensatory damages. And yes, if you compare the billion-dollar portion of this with the uh, million-dollar portion, you see that they are seemingly a bit disproportionate. But again, 
I'm not sure the law is in Georgia. Some states say there's got to be some kind of rational proportionality to it. Other states just say it's something, you know, as long as it doesn't shock the conscience. And some people are going to argue and say, well, to get Ford's attention, it might take a billion dollars. Because as noted a couple days ago, uh, FCA got hit for $300 million. Is that right? $300 million? For uh, an emissions cheating scandal. And people were commenting, and will they even notice that? So... Uh, for a few more factoids out of the case, though, um, Ford said to the Associated Press in a statement, while our sympathies go out to the Hill family, we do not believe the verdict is supported by the evidence and we plan to appeal. Uh, meanwhile, one of the attorneys said, this is an attorney for the plaintiffs, I used to buy Ford trucks. I thought nobody would sell a truck with a roof this week. The damn thing is useless in a wreck. You might as well drive a convertible. In closing arguments, lawyers hired by the company defended the actions of Ford. The Michigan-based automaker sought to defend the company against accusations that Ford and its engineers acted willfully and wantonly with a conscious indifference for the safety of the people who ride in their cars when they made these decisions about roof strength. Defense lawyer said in his closing arguments, according to a court transcript, and I'm assuming he means when they say ride in their cars, he meant ride in their trucks. Uh, lawyers for the plaintiffs had submitted evidence of nearly 80 similar rollover wrecks that involved roofs being crushed on trucks that injured or killed motorists. Uh, more deaths and severe injuries are certain because millions of these trucks are on the road, says uh, co-counsel for the plaintiff. An award of punitive damages hopefully warned people riding around in the millions of those trucks Ford sold was the reason the Hill family insisted on a verdict. So now some people go, Steve, 80, 80 accidents with similar rollovers? 80, that's a lot. Well, I'm sure you caught the fact they said because millions of these trucks are on the road. Uh, Ford's F-Series trucks are among the most built vehicles of like all time. I mean, I, I know there's others that are out there, but when it comes to vehicles on the road and market share, Ford F-Series trucks are always, always at the top of the list extremely popular platform. There are literally millions of these trucks on the road. That's the attorney saying that, millions of them on the road, and they found 80 examples. And remember that millions of these trucks go back decades because the vehicle in question here was an O2. Now, I actually own an O2 Ford, but mine's an Explorer, so the roof will be a little bit different. Uh, I can tell you, for those of you who don't know, and many of you will know this, but I'll throw this out there, is that the auto companies test all kinds of stuff. And there's also industry standards and there's also federal standards and guidelines for almost everything to do with vehicles. And so I'm sure you know, for instance, that there are like, you know, uh, crash tests that they've got to do. They've got to build a vehicle and crash it to see how it survives a crash test. Uh, and the thinking is that figuring this stuff out in a laboratory makes the cars safer on the road. And so they do talk about making the roofs in vehicles stronger in case a vehicle rolls over. Now, the interesting thing about that, of course, is how likely is a vehicle to roll over? And let's take these numbers and say you've got millions of vehicles and 80 of them have rolled over. I understand there's more vehicles that have rolled over, but I also don't know how many millions of vehicles there are. My point is simply this. It is not as common an occurrence as, say, a rear-end accident or head-to-head -head accident. Those happen much more often. Uh, for a vehicle to roll over usually takes a little more than simply a collision between two vehicles. I understand it can be done, and I'm also going to tell you that it can happen in a single car accident. 
vehicle can go off the road, hit a ditch, and roll over, okay? I've mentioned before I drove a tow truck, and in my years of towing, I arrived at the scene of one accident where a vehicle was upside down. It was a VW Rabbit. How the guy flipped that vehicle on dry pavement almost defies physics, but it can happen. So the point is that, yes, vehicles can flip over. That's something that car companies have to anticipate on some level. I've had this discussion with engineers before, and they'll tell you that, yes, there's things you can do to strengthen the roof in a vehicle. But anytime you strengthen the roof in the vehicle, and by the way, I know right now the contrarians are lining up, getting their fingers ready to start typing angry responses. But listen to how I couch this language, because anytime you strengthen the roof in the vehicle, you tend to put more weight higher in the vehicle to make the roof stronger. So if there's a lot of weight at the bottom of the vehicle, it's going to be more stable and less prone to rollover. If you put more weight on the top of the vehicle or above the midline, it's going to be slightly more prone to rollover. Now, of course, if you're more prone to rollover and you've already sturdied it against rollovers, that would be a good thing. Except, of course, there would then be more rollovers, probably, based on statistics. So, again, what I just told you is absolutely true the way I phrased it. If you want to argue with it, knock yourself out. However, what I'd really like to point to is a statement that says, an award of punitive damages to hopefully warn people riding around in the millions of those Ford trucks was the reason the family insisted on a verdict. And the question is, okay, so let's suppose every single person, and, and this is a, a supposition that's not going to be true, but let's suppose every single person driving a, a Ford F-Series pickup truck built before 2016 hears about this verdict. How many of them will stop driving a vehicle because they go, oh, in a rollover, it might crush? I would venture that the number approaches zero. So I'm not sure what warning these people is going to do. And I'm also not sure if there have been 80 so far in the last few decades, how many that is per year going forward. I don't know that either. But I'm going to let you know right now that uh, I suspect the compensatory damages will probably survive the appeal. Uh, whether it gets knocked on a little, that's one thing. But to get it knocked on completely would seem highly unlikely, unless something crazy happened in the trial. Nothing's mentioned in any of the stories I saw about craziness during the trial. But the $1.7 billion, uh, we'll have to see about that. Because usually you see big jury verdicts in the news twice. Once when they're awarded, once when they get knocked down. So we'll see what happens. But it's a tragedy, obviously. You know, the couple died, and uh, that's bad, obviously. So I'm not, I'm not belittling that. I'm simply pointing out that I suspect, I suspect that the $1.7 billion verdict will get knocked down on appeal. So the headline is, Ford to appeal $1.7 billion verdict in Georgia truck crash case. And Bloomberg and the Associated Press both ran that. I've also got to tell you one quick note. Uh, by the way, the story is sent to me by Troy, Tim, Scott, Sean, Caleb, Ben, Edward, Phil, John, and Stephen of the PH. Troy, Tim, Scott, Sean, Caleb, Ben, Edward, Phil, John, and Stephen of the PH. I've got another channel called Steve Leto Vault. I put it up a couple months ago. I said I was going to put it up. I mentioned it once or twice and haven't mentioned it here since. And someone asked me just yesterday. They said, hey, Steve, there's somebody using your name on a channel called Steve Leto Vault. They stole your photograph. They act like you and they post all your stuff. No, that's me. That is me. 
And um, what I do is I've made three or 4,000 videos now, but there's only 12 or 1,500 on this channel. And I pull the videos down from time to time because they're old, nobody watches them, whatever they are. And so I pull old videos down and people have asked me, Steve, what happened to that one wacky video you did? And I'll name some video I did years ago. And I still have them all. So I decided I'm going to put up another channel and just start posting stuff there. It's the old stuff from this channel. It's the cha uh, videos that don't quite fit this channel. Uh, and sometimes they're just off, completely off topic. But like when I take my car for a drive or take my canoe out or something like that, there were people who loved those videos, but they didn't do terribly well compared to my other videos. So I'll put all that stuff on the vault. I'm gonna put the link in the description below. I'm not gonna hammer on this much more. But the point is that if you're curious about the old stuff or the wacky stuff, just check out Steve Leto Vault. It's got about 11,800 subscribers as of this morning. So you can subscribe if you want to. You don't have to. I don't care. I'm just mentioning it once because I felt bad because the guy yesterday said, hey, Steve, there's some guy impersonating you. <laughs> and he's doing a really good job. <laughs> so there you go. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. If at first you don't succeed, you are like everyone else. It's called learning.